Hello listeners, this is Cameron here from the Rocket Punch crew. Just wanted to go ahead and give you guys a heads up going into this episode, which is 117 here of the Rocket Punch cast. Um, we streamed this episode like we always do on twitch.tv slash rocketpunch live every Sunday. We did run into a couple of issues though right at the beginning with some garbled audio. It was pretty rough. The, our words were cutting in and out. You could still hear everything, but it was really unpleasant to hear, like almost nails on the chalkboard. Um, we were Good news, we were able to fix the problem midstream. Um, we caught it, I think, right as we started the show. Uh, the slightly bad news is that our kind of a little bit of chunk of our intro that we normally do each and every week on the podcast episode, that kind of got cut off. But not to worry, we scrapped that. Uh, we did what we could to try and salvage that, but it looked like it was something coming from the uh, MIDI interface that we actually used to record that was picking up that sound. We actually had to reseed it into the system, and then for some reason, I guess it finally decided to act right, and we were able to get the rest of the episode proper completed. So, great news. You're still going to get your same awesome Rocket Punch episode goodness. The slightly bad news is that the first part of the episode has been cut off, but don't worry, it's not even a big deal. I mean, you know, you guys all know the rigmarole, rocketpunchgo.com is going to be your place to go to get all of the stuff that we make. You can also visit us at patreon.com slash rocketpunch if you want to help support the show in any shape, form, or fashion. Um, again, make sure you guys are sharing our content, spreading the good word of Rocket Punch and everything that we do here. We appreciate your guys' continued support here and listening to the podcast but just wanted to give you guys this quick little heads up on what happened with the first part of the audio here because we're going to transition over and jump into the episode proper. Um, it's going to cut back and jump right back in to kind of the last part of the intros that we normally do before going into our upcoming events. But thank you guys so much for your continued support and for your understanding and us losing kind of the first five or ten minutes of the episode. We now return you to your regularly scheduled broadcast. Sounds good. Yay. Good. Boy, I'm going to enjoy editing this video in post-processing. Especially considering your entire intro is going to sound like crap. We'll definitely see. I could maybe fix some tweaks and stuff on that one there. No, um, no. The way that audio sounded, that intro is not salvageable. You have no idea. We'll find out. We'll make it We'll make it work there. How much editing have I done? I have a pretty good idea. Okay. Well, no, just the video part is going to be really fun to do. Um, but thank you guys. That's why we love you guys. That's why we um, have you guys here with us as we're doing this. It really helps out in kind of getting, making sure we've got everything up and running. So let's jump back into the swing of things as well. Um, like I said earlier, um, upcoming events. We've got YouTube. Um, we're, we've got some YouTube plans. We're going to be making some YouTube content again, putting it back on YouTube. Uh, make sure you head over to rocketpunchgo.com. Head over to our YouTube page and go ahead and subscribe there ahead of time. And it's going to take a little bit for us to get the new software we're using under our, our belts. Um, but we've got some cool little video plans that we're going to be rolling out for you guys. So you don't want to miss either of it, any bit of it. And the big one as well is if you if you guys have any ideas on videos that you want to see 
um, from us here at Rocket Punch, any uh, cool little content that you want to see us make videos for, let us know. Uh, hit us up at rocketpunchgo.com. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at rocketpunchgo. You can hit each of us individually up on our Twitter handles down at the bottom of your screen, and we'll see if we can make those videos happen for you. Yeah, we'll certainly try. Um, I'm, I'm scared to. Re I'm gonna read that comment later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, for a creator spotlight, um, if you have not listened to our creator spotlight episodes, they're really, 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 really wonderful um, episodes that we do to kind of feature creators far and wide mm -hmm. that we can find and kind of sit down and talk with about the the stuff that they make and how they make it and kind of go behind the scenes, kind of list a talking about what it takes for them to make it and kind of advice they can give to other fellow creators out there. Um, we've got uh, Michael Morrow, uh, the creator of the webcomic Atom Bug. Uh, that cool. episode is live now on our Rocket Punchcast feeds. Uh, you can find that on our website. You can also find that on the Rocket Punchcast podcast feed. Um, so definitely go check him out. It was a really fun, really cool conversation that Chris did with him. Uh, we had a, a lot of a lot of very interesting stuff, a lot of old school retro talk as well. Uh, so that was really fun. Um, the other big one as well, make sure you get hyped for this upcoming Friday, September 28th. We've got another um, creator spotlight going live. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to tease it a little bit. not going to tell you who it is, but I will definitely say if you are a content creator in any shape, form, or fashion, or you are an aspiring content creator that wants to try and you're, you're working to try and get noticed and get you know more viewers and whatnot maybe do this as some type of permanent job you do not want to miss the con creator spotlight episode that we have going up this friday uh so make sure you tune in subscribe to the rocket punch podcast feed or um follow the website um you'll know when it's going live i promise you but that was a really cool recording we did um i was really happy with that fair enough um the stream, the Twitch stream, have not updated the events yet, but um, our Twitch streams that are be going live this week, uh, ske slight schedule changes here. Um, this Tuesday for Top Shelf Tuesday, we will not have a stream at all. Uh, will and I and the whole Rocket Punch crew, we will be going to the movies. Uh, the new My Hero Academia movie is coming out, and Will was gracious enough to pick tickets up for everybody on the team. Um, so yep. we're all going to see, to see that on Tuesday. So unfortunately, there will not be a Top Shelf Tuesday this week. We apologize in advance. Go follow, find another streamer. Go go check somebody else out. Or come see the movie. Or go see the movie. Or, you know, uh, love your significant other. I don't know. Whatever you want to do with that Tuesday night. You're free now. Your obligations are cleared. But come back on Wednesday, uh, this upcoming Wednesday for Indie Avenue. Because it was so much fun. And a lot of people had a good time with the stream. We will be jumping back into Hyper Light Drifter. Um, going in, probably going through the next little zone there and um, seeing how we do there. And then Thursday. What are we going to be doing Thursday for Tank Spank? Well, we got a new season in Diablo. So i uh, going to work on leveling up that Demon Hunter. going <laughs> to try to get good, as it were. That's true. Um, I might have to join you for that one as well. I, I don't know who, who am I going to rebirth. Well, I did. I, I was crusader heavy last time, so now I'm going to do the opposite. Instead of charging into it, I'm going to stand back and murder. Okay, okay. With some okay. crossbows. Though that stand back and murder is always a good thing. I think. Well, instead of standing in the fire and murdering. Good point. Good point. That's the one thing I will miss about the crusader. I can just stand in everything and not die. <laughs> now you get a dodge roll. <laughs> but um. Oh no, guys, don't miss that out on uh, Tank and Spank Thursdays here. 
And that's it. We've got uh, one less day for streaming this week. You guys can do a little bit more stuff, but um, make sure you tune in to us each and every day. Um, if you're watching via Twitch, click that hard at the top of your screen so you know when we go live each and every day. Um, we really, we would really, really appreciate you guys' continued support um, as well. And make sure as well, we never mention it as, we don't mention this as often as we probably should, but if you're loving our content as well, as far as checking it out, um, you can also spread the word, share it with your friends and family. I know it's one of the things we're trying to do here at Rock Punch is build a strong gaming community um, with all of our friends and everybody tuning in and listening in. So definitely share our work. With, if, you, if you like what we're doing, share our work with your friends and family, let them know. Maybe they'll like what we're doing as well and spread the word as well. That's all the upcoming events and upcoming announcements we've got, unless you have something else. No, go watch My Hero Academia. It's an awesome anime. It is It is pretty dope. Um, let's jump into the table talk. Uh, for people who don't know or are new to the stream or the podcast, um, this is table talks where we kind of talk about our personal gaming highlights that we did this week, as well as the gaming news that happened this week, or just news in general that was really geeky or gaming. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, gaming highlights... It's in the trash this week because there is literally a ton of news that got rolled out um, that we have to discuss and talk about. And we're going to be going through each and every item here on the list. How many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven news items. Um, are you ready? I mean, yeah, I'm ready. I'm also uh, tweeting out our stream schedule for the week. Okay. You do that. You do that. Hashtag work. <laughs> um, um, number one, we've got the Captain Marvel reveal trailer. Did you get a chance to watch this? Uh, yes. And I need more of this. I love I love how they're able to de-age actors now. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. Sam Hill Jackson. They made yeah, him look cool. just like he was in the 90s. And I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah, that, that was super, super cool. And I, I should also mention as well that if you're watching via Twitch, we will be posting the links in chat. If you're listening via audio, all the news items, we're going to have links to those in the show notes. So you guys can go straight there. But um, no, the Captain Marvel reveal trailer came out. I know a lot of people were um, chomping at the bit for this. Really cool trailer. I'm excited to see where it sets up, where, you know, she followed a blockbuster, all these other 90s level themes and whatnot. Um, it's really, really cool. I'm really, really excited. Uh, Captain Marvel is probably one of my favorite especially on the uh, female superheroes in the Marvel Universe. She is my favorite, like, bar none. I love Captain Marvel. I love a lot of the stories that she has and, been, and has taught, like, they've told of her. Um, so I'm super excited to finally gonna get to see her in action uh, next March. Yep. I think it's when the next date is Yeah, there. next March and shortly followed up by Infinity War Part 2, whatever yeah. the real name is. Oh, get, I get, hope they don't reveal fan. the name for Infinity War Part 2 until the end of Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> They won't do that. That would it's be too, great. Believe me, it, it would be cool, but it's too close together. I would assume that the end of this year is when they're going to talk the title because they have to build up the hype. They have to so make like sure right before Christmas. They have to make sure you get on the hype train. Now, I'm not going to be surprised if they if it's not an announcement. What they basically do is like um, the next Disney movie that comes out maybe later this year. It's a trailer. And or you don't, we don't know the name until we see the first trailer. I, that's what I'm putting my money on. Is we don't know the first until we see the trailer. All right. I mean, so, hey, why not? Uh, nope. Uh, so next item up for bid here, number two. The um, rare has delayed the Sea of Thieves DLC. Um, I don't know if you caught caught a glimpse of this here, but um, we were supposed to get the. 
Uh, Forsaken Shores DLC for the Sea of Thieves content for Xbox and PC owners. There, um, it got pushed out to September 27th. I'll read um, directly from the Engadget article that we got this from. Um, the uh, the free deals the. Da, 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 da. You might want to rethink your plans if you expected to swashbuckle your way through Sea of Thieves for Second Shores DLC this week. Rare has pushed back the release from September 19th to September 27th. A weekend playtesting session discovered a complex memory glitch that led to crashes for many players, and it's going to take a while to both fix the bug and test it with volunteers in the Pioneer program. Um, Rare wanted to be sure if it, it could release the Forsaken Shores update with confidence, according to the team's Joel Neat. Um, so, hmm. okay, very interesting if you're a Sea of Thieves fan. Unfortunately, you're going to have to wait another week, so by the time you hear the next Rocket Punch cast episode, um, the update should be live for you guys there. Um, you've been, you probably haven't jumped back into Sea of Thieves in a while. Not since I played it that time, no. no um, I, I'm definitely going to give it, I, I need to jump back in and kind of give it a shot. Um, it was something that I hadn't, I, 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 that is a game that you need people to play with. You have to have people to play with. Yep. You do need yeah, that. 100%. At least that's my opinion. Um, and it's really hard to kind of play that solo with what they've built up there. Next item, number three, the Capcom Vancouver office. Uh, the studio has closed down. Yep. Um, for people who don't know, this was a studio that did uh, Dead Rising. Uh, the, the whole series there, yeah. Uh, they were building that, but the studio has closed down. Um, this article I'm pull, uh, this excerpt I'm pulling from the Kotaku article we have. Um, Capcom's main Western studio is being shut down. The publisher confirmed today. Employees at Capcom Vancouver, which was primarily known for the Dead Rising series and was already hit by layoffs earlier this year, were told today that the studio is closing. In a statement to Kotaku, the a company rep noted that, quote, as a result of reviewing titles and development at Cop Camp, Capcom Vancouver, Capcom has decided to cancel the development projects at this studio and will concentrate development major titles in Japan. There's a lot more to those articles there, but uh, that kind of sucks. Oh, um, man. And I know that the Dead Rising series wasn't lighting the world on fire, but they were really good, very fun um, zombie games. A lot of, It had a very strong... Um, base of yep. players and people that were passionate about that game and so and it's just in general it really sucks to see uh these developers get hit with these layoffs and get just kind of all out of the blue kind of close down yeah uh it's more than one developer we've seen shut down lately and it's <clears throat> it's saddening really yeah it really is and you know it and unfortunately for us, we have more conversations like that that we have to go through in this episode. Uh, so stay tuned. If you if you love studio closures, um, we are going to be talking more about that. So hang tight. But yeah, you know, our best go out to everybody who was affected by um, the closing of Cam um, Capcom Vancouver. Hopefully you guys can find some new jobs. There are a lot of opportunities out there. And we hope that you guys land on your feet. Uh, next up. Uh, number four, a live-action Avatar The Last Airbender series is coming to Netflix. Um, this was thrown up on the Twitter this past week. Uh, so now we are actually going to get a live-action um, series of Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, it's uh, Immediately, some people may be like, oh my god, no, I remember the movie. But what some... What movie? Uh, <laughs> oh, that, okay, wow, just took enough drugs to clear it from your mind that, that that's a it, process it, i guess it wasn't taking drugs <laughs> it was more alcohol 
Oh man, it, it was that rough. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. Um, the good thing though, for people who are a little weary about this, the original creators from the animated series, um, I think the series uh, directors and producers, they're actually going to be leading the charge on this live action remake. Oh, instead um, of getting a new one, we just get the, a rehash of the old one, huh? It's true. Basically in live action. And I, hey, I'm totally down for that. Um, Avatar was really, really cool. I think the concept of the movie was awesome. Yeah, well, let's not start that conversation, please. Yeah, we're, we're not going to start this conversation. Uh, that's, a, that's a landmine I will literally <laughs> Burgundy destroy. Musk is already in chat, getting stoking the fire here. Um, but um, definitely um, kind of get zoned in on that. We'll see how that goes. Um, see what any news glean, is gleaned from that in the future. Um, number five, PUBG is coming to PS4 soon? Hmm. Um, there was an article released um, by uh, PSU.com. I'm going to read a little bit here. Da -da 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 -da. According to a listing on the Korean ratings board, PUBG has li been listed for a PS4 release. Um, as mentioned above, leak was discovered on the Korean, Korean ratings board, as you can see here. The filing was made today on September 19th, 2018, so we would expect an announcement to be imminent. Um, yeah, and isn't Microsoft like intimately involved with PUBG now? Yes, at, at one point, a lot of people were um, seeing if Microsoft was going to purchase PUBG Corp, the studio that makes um, PUBG, mm -hmm. and buy them out, and that would have blocked off any exclusivity to PlayStation as well. So I think there, that wasn't confirmed, but there were a lot of uh, talks on the back end. I don't know if it was ever locked in, but if this is true, then it looks like that didn't happen, uh, which it's probably smarter for PUBG Corp. Um, getting to a new uh, user installed base is going to be a lot better for them and for the game. You mean an 80 plus million user installed base? Yeah. Yeah, and, and well, I mean, they're already, already on PC. But the big thing is, do you think this is going to matter? I mean, Fortnite is in is like is the battle royale game right now for a lot of people so do you think uh pubg coming to ps4 is going to make a difference for them no i think uh battle royale and call of duty is a bigger game changer than pubg coming to another platform oh uh, okay 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 oh yeah I, I think that's the better question is will fortnite survive call of duty having battle royale i guess that's the big question to ask is like uh, i mean blackout's coming out soon and that's probably going to that's gonna take a lot of the Battle Royale space, I'm sure, for the next couple of weeks when Call of Duty comes out. And if it's good, if people like Blackout, then it might be, it might hurt Fortnite and PUBG numbers. Um, I'm pretty much sure it will. Well, we'll find out. Um, number, what am I on? Five, six. Number six. Um, Android 17 is coming to Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, if you haven't found out yet, I think uh, Android 17, the um, eighth fighter to the Dragon Ball Fighters kind of um, uh, Fighters Pass, their DLC Pass, there um, eighth fighter there. It is the Android 17 from the Dragon Ball Super arc, a tournament of power. So that's very interesting. They went with that style. Eh, eh. but it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, it's Dragon Ball Super Tournament of Power. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil things for people who haven't seen it, but uh, he, he is a lot stronger than anyone will give him credit for. Most definitely. I think he really had his time to shine in the show. So if you're... I know a lot of Dragon Ball Fighters fans are out there. We are fans. Uh, a really up-and-coming, strong up-and-coming fighting game there. So you should be super excited that Android 17 is next up on the roster. And a lot of people were asking about that when 18 was out there. And you, she had 17 come in on her ultimate 
Yeah, but it's no like, we're 17. Yeah, exactly. So it's really cool to see him in the game now. Uh, next up, uh, number eight, number seven, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 previews are now live. Um, if you, for some reason, or missed this, um, all the, a flood of previews came out for Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, a lot of their uh, people talking about their, I think, two or three hours with the game so far. Uh, the article we picked specifically was from TheVerge.com. Um, but I will definitely say the one big thing I've been in reading these that I've taken away from these previews is that apparently this world is going to be very detailed and very intricate. Yeah. Uh, there was one, you have to talk about it. I know you read a tweet from Danny O'Dwyer. Yeah. Of Noclip um, fame about the preview that he saw. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. It, essentially, Mr. O'Dwyer is like just <clears throat> roaming around and he sees a, ho a horse with like a lantern on it. And there's a guy kind of hunched over with a gun sneaking through and just kind of crouching and walking around. And he approaches him and the guy just brushes him off and tells him to get out of here. And instead of killing him or killing the horse, he just went on his way. As he goes to like get back on his horse... He's like, oh, wait, there's a gunshot. And he turns back around and goes to see what's going on. And the guy had killed a coyote. And so now he found a hunting spot for coyotes because he didn't kill that guy. He now knows where he can go to hunt them. And then he congratulated him on the kill. And he got to watch him like literally put the pelt in his bag on the horse and all this other stuff. Yeah. And so that's kind of cool. It was so crazy that this was not a mission. This was not a quest. This, this was in the world. In the world that happened, I know there was another preview that I saw where somebody said they, um, some guy was hurt or injured, and like with like a trap or something, and you can walk, you can do whatever you want to, you can threaten them, you can kill them, you can walk by them, whatever. Um, he, they went and helped this person, and then a few hours into their playthrough, they walked into this uh, like gun shop, and in in this one town. And they see these people talking, and one of the guys talking is the dude that you saved. And the dude looks over and is like, hey, that's the guy who saved me from that trap. That's the guy I was telling you about. I can't believe you're here. Thank you so much. Please pick any weapon you want. You can have one weapon for free. And that was not a mission, nothing. That is just how the world worked. All right, that's kind of interesting. And it was super, super cool. And so that that really gets me excited for how the game's going to do. So wait, you're telling me it's a game that rewards you for not being a jerk? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I can believe it. Well, and I think I think it's going to depend whether you were a jerk or not. Because you could, you know, maybe if you had killed him, you would have got a, a better weapon. Who knows? But it's just the way in which you interact in that detailed world is going to be pretty awesome. Well, we're with you. You're not wrong that that's just, you know, old school RPGs, RPG design. But it's also a living world, so there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, and it's not necessarily all scripted so much as there's a lot of random generation going on, too. I would I would definitely say go read some of the previews that are out there. Um, there's a lot more detail than what we can convey here and what we have time for on the podcast. Yep. Um, you definitely want to check those out. If you're excited about the game, check those previews out and kind of see some of the detail that this world has. I'm really impressed because, I mean, especially this game's been worked on for six years, and they... Uh, apparently have an unlimited fund because Grand Theft Auto V still ends up on the NPD top 10 list. What? 59 of 60 months? Yes. Since it's been out. That's insane. Almost 100, probably, if not already, 100 million copies sold. Well, I mean, I bought a copy, but I waited till it was half off. And it, uh, to put that in perspective too, I want to say I have never seen this game, Grand Theft Auto V, below 40 bucks. I got it for 30. I don't know how you did that. It was that a either. Steam sale. 
You must have got super lucky on that one. No, they had it at one of the holiday sales last year. It dipped down to 30 bucks for like a day or two. Okay, super cool. Number eight. Yes, I am right. A uh, Number eight, uh, Red Dead Online had some details revealed on that. Um, basically, Grand Theft Auto Online, but in the West. That's... <laughs> Uh, they gave some details on Red Dead Online. They've also given some details on the beta that they're going to be having for Red Dead Online. Um, I know there have been a lot of fans, and that's kind of one of the big successes to Grand Theft Auto V is the online feature and um, people kind of just exploring that world and doing what they want to in that world. So Red Dead Online is going to be probably the same thing, but in the wild, wild west. If you want to know more about that, we've put the link up in there for you guys. Check it out and find out more details there. Um, number nine. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 has revealed a new trailer with Dante um, as the signature person that everybody's playing with. This was a cool trailer. Did you see this? Nope. You didn't see it? Oh, man, this was super cool. Um, he had his motorcycle mm -hmm. is used as a weapon. So you can drive the motorcycle. Then he, he splits it apart and he uses it as two swords and is beating the demons back with it. I'm not even joking about huh. that. It was completely bonkers. Um, that was oh, my big takeaway. Yeah, th that was my big takeaway from that. But a lot of uh, cool uh, gameplay mechanics from Dante there. They also revealed a another playable third character at the end of that trailer. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think his name is V. I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, definitely check it out. Check the trailer out if you haven't had a chance to. It's really something special. Gets me more hyped for the game. Um, number ten, an interesting item, and we've talked about this before. I guess somebody listened over at Sony. Um, PlayStation Now will allow, now allow downloading of some of their games on their service. Um, if you don't know, PlayStation Now is the kind of online service that uh, Sony has uh, before the Xbox Game Pass came out. I know uh, one of the big critiques that the service got was that you could only stream the games directly to your console. You could not download them at all. Um, Correct. But now, apparently, um, some... PS2 and PS4 games, you will be able to download directly onto the system. You just still need to connect to the service, though, periodically for check-in to yes. make sure you're authenticated. Yes, of course. And um, another another big caveat about this that I know some people have been talking about, I'm a, a bulk. Of, it seems to be a bulk of the games on the service are PS3 games. You cannot download any of the PS3 games. Hmm. So. Oh, good thing I still have a PS3. And all the PS3 games I care about. Now, what's going to be interesting, I haven't had a chance to look at the list of games yet, but I would probably put money down that uh, the ones that you can download are probably like the PS2 Classic games mm. or the PS4 games that you can already download if you buy them separate. I would I would not be surprised if that's the case. I could be totally wrong on that. Um, Maybe. But this is interesting. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, they're taking baby steps. Give it time. PS2, PS2 emulation is fairly easy on an x86 chip nowadays, so that's not that big of a surprise. PS3 emulation is ridiculously hard. Great job, cell processor. Yeah, I mean, well, to be fair, when you're uh, literally a processor that's like, what, six to nine cores, depending on uh, the build, know. it's stupid. I don't even remember what, some fancy core thing. I'm, I mean, yeah, whatever. it's... Whatever. It's a weird thing. It dominated its generation at the end. It was rough to get started. And it's a pain in the ass to code for. Beats me. Let's move on. I just hope the PS5 sports PS4 games. That's where I'm at. Okay. Um, that's really it. If you have the PlayStation Now service or if you're interested now that it, you can download some games, make sure you check it out. 
Hang on, I have a question. How much does it cost to try out Game Pass? Ten bucks a month. No, no, that's how much oh. it costs. How much is the trial? Is it free? It's a yeah, it's a free trial. Yeah. If you find a free trial, yeah. Sony makes you pay ten bucks for the uh, the first month as a trial, and then it's like twenty five, thirty bucks a month. They're, it's not twenty five. That's too no, high. It's, no, it's it's like twenty. No, it's higher than you think. Hang on, it's twenty. Uh, it's article, 20. We, no, it's not. Okay, look, he's, he, he's going to fact check me. Um, I'm almost certain it's twenty bucks. Ninety nine nine ninety nine new subscribers a year is a hundred dollars. It's a hundred dollars um, a year, or I think. It's or smart. if you have P, uh, three, you can get a three month pass for twenty nine ninety nine. It's normally forty four ninety nine uh, for three months. So about breaks down about the same month. That's it is it is more expensive than Xbox Game Pass by fifteen dollars for a three month. Uh, um, uh, Burgundy Musk is probably is right. Xbox is killing the PlayStation and backwards compatibility. They, you are not wrong. You are not. Man, I, I, I'm still I'm still split on backwards compatibility. We. I, I like it for the simple fact that it lets me revisit old games without having to have multiple generations of hardware. Yeah, I and I, like if I didn't have my PS3 uh, still, then. A lot of my old games I wouldn't be able to play. Yeah. That's true. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, now they're, re- they're re-releasing it, and they're basically um, making remasters of all the games, so it shouldn't matter at this point, right? Right? I'm, I'm kidding. I, I don't want to pay for them again. I already have them on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> um, and number 11, the last bit of news we have today. I told you guys, I warned you, there's a lot of news here. Um, uh, Will will enjoy this news as well. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho characters are now coming in Jump Force. Um, yeah, they've got Taguro and Yusuke announced. So now all we need is Kuwabara, Hiei, and Kurama. And it'll be okay. Hashtag squad. But um, if for people who don't know, Jump Force is that Shonen Jump video game fighting thing that basically crossovers all the um, Shonen Jump animes that have gone through the magazine. How, who's been announced so far? It's like all your favorite Dragon Ball characters, Naruto and Sasuke, um, One Piece. Man. There's um, Luffy, freaking everybody from Hunter Hunter. <laughs> um, I know uh, Light Yagami from Death Note was in there. They they just recently announced Yu Gi Oh is Yugi. a playable character in the yeah, game. Yeah, they announced Yu Gi. Um, Yu Gi is in there, and so a lot of cool players. Now uh, you can. It was just cool. When's the last time we saw um, Yusuke? In any in, or any Yu Yu Hakusho characters in a video game, it's been a while. Man. Been a hot minute. In a game. In a game. Um, let's see. I, I don't remember. Was it a Game Boy Advance game? It might. I, 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 I have like a Yu Yu Hakusho Game Boy Advance game. I feel like it was a fighting game some a couple of years back, but it's it's cool to see them back in action as well. Get my little spirit shotgun on. Um, but uh, check the trailer out. Um, it's uh, clipped in with the link that we've posted there. It's some cool gameplay. Oh, hang on. Listening. Hang on. Wikipedia is saving us. One moment. Let's see. Wow. All right. So there was one on the Game Boy, PC, okay. Famicom, okay. Game Boy, Super Famicom, Mega Drive. Let's scroll down. All right. Yep. There's the GBA game I have. They had a DS game? I didn't know that. Oh, Japan only. Of course. Womp womp. Uh, another DS game, Japan. Uh, Jump Superstars. Uh, Japan only. Japan only. Oh, they were in J Stars Victory Versus. That game was hot garbage. 
hot oh, garbage. Okay. I have that game. It is garbage. Okay. That, that might have been the last time I saw. That is the worst fighting game I've ever played in my life. We'll see how Jump Force is. <sighs> Jump Force has got a lot of hype behind it, but I'm going to wait for reviews, yeah, man. Wait for reviews. <laughs> uh, my opinion, wait on reviews for that one. Um, but guys, that's it for the news here for this week. Um, like we said, there's a lot of a lot more stuff than we expected. Um, but we still have a little bit of news that we haven't covered yet, and because those, and that's because those are the topics of the show. Um, that's where we're gonna be jumping in here. We've got the nice big meaty one first, and then we've got the fun one second here. So let's jump into topic number one. Is Telltale's impact on gaming? So one of the stories that we did not cover in the news proper because it this was came in kind of pretty sudden. I was, I'll definitely say I was pretty shocked by this news. Um, for people who do not know, the Telltale Game Studio, uh, the makers of the Walking Dead games, Tales from the Borderlands, the Batman games, Guardians of the Galaxy, all those adventure games that kind of popped up, they closed down this past week. I think it was like Thursday or Friday. It was very sudden. Yeah, they kept, what was it, um, like 20-something people out of originally like a 300 and... Or, or a 250 to 300 person staff place. What what I've seen so far is that 250 people were immediately let go. Um, they are running on, I would assume, a skeleton crew of 25 employees currently at the studio. Um, and if I was still an employee there, I'd be getting my resume together. Yeah. It. Um, no one got... From the details, I know there's a lot of different details and stuff that are going out there. But I know some of the stuff we know so far here at Rocket Punch... Um, there was no severance given out to any of the employees that were there. Um, we don't know how long those 25 employees are going to be there, if they're permanent, if they're going to be, if they're just wrapping up on obligations, and then they may be let go as well once they shutter the studio completely. Um, that's still a case there. Um, it, it's I've seen so many developers come online that worked there that have just talked about all the kind of rough and tumble trouble that they've been going through with this uh, announcement it's been it's pretty 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 bad um we do know as well at least for right now uh the walking dead the final season for that game was currently being released um the second episode is going to be released within the next week after that they're i'm pretty sure they've confirmed we will not be getting the rest of that game anymore uh they'll be um you're not going to get three four or five um, that sucks. If you played season, if you played any of the Walking Dead games, that sucks a lot. I'm gonna be honest. At this point, don't buy the game. After the way they treated their employees and just let them go, didn't like do anything on that front. I would not buy that game and support no, that and studio. I, I, so, now, here's the thing. I don't know. In some other places, I don't know. You know, it. it I don't know if there's a malicious thing going on here because I know that for people who did not know as well, about a year or so ago, Telltale Games did lay off a large amount of their staff and they were in the process of a restructuring. They were trying to get back in the black, get their stuff in order. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you know, we've got these new plans. We're working on our game engine. We're working really hard to get back to a point where we're profitable. But apparently that just wasn't the case and they just ran out of time. Um, from some of the press releases that they um, that were being said, yeah, but they sat on that engine for so long. Instead of making iterations of it, it was literally the same thing, just different game skins. Agree. Agree. So it's one of those. It's like no, they kind of did this to themselves, and the fact that they just dropped their employees like that with no uh, severance or anything like that, I can't in good faith just support that developer anymore. 
I will post the link that we're reading some of this news here from Kotaku. I'm going to read the first part of this article because I think it's going to help set up our topic here. Um, from Kotaku, Telltale Games, makers of the Walking Dead adventure games and several, under, several other episodic series laid off many of its developers today and may be shutting down, according to messages on social media, a report by The Verge, and a Kotaku source with knowledge of the matter. Um, they have an update here. Um, Telltale sent Kotaku a statement confirming that all but 25 employees were let go from the studio as part of a, quote, majority studio closure following a year marked by insurmountable challenges, end quote. The small group that remains will, quote, fulfill the company's obligations to its board and partners. The company CEO, Pete, Har Pete Hawley, also issued the following statement, quote, it's been an incredibly difficult year for Telltale as we worked to set the company on a new course. Unfortunately, we ran out of time trying to get there. We released some of our best content this year and received a tremendous amount of positive feedback, but ultimately that did not translate to sales. With a heavy heart, we watched our friends leave today to spread our brand of storytelling across the games industry. As for what will happen with all of Telltale's ongoing projects, the studio said it will have, quote, further comments regarding its project product portfolio in the coming weeks and that's kind of the update there you guys can read the full initial story over on the kotaku article we have in our show notes but yeah uh, i agree with burgundy musk that was um, in twitch chat uh, shocked that they closed while in the middle of the final walking dead series like walking dead's what kind of got them started it is and dude get on the final season they're gonna wrap up the story of clementine and they end it halfway through, especially if they don't finish the rest of the story. That's going to be a gun punch for a lot of people that played in that game and that started getting invested. I mean, I have, I played through um, all of season one. I started season two. I haven't finished it yet. Um, and so what we're going to do, we're going to talk about Telltale's impact on gaming. Um, some of the questions we're going to ask in our topic here is, with the studio closure, what could this mean for the adventure game genre? Because... Again, Telltale Games is kind of what their company really helped kickstart the adventure game genre back into gear um, since, at, due to its absence from the late or mid to late 90s. Um, and number two, why does it feel like studio closures have such a heavy impact as far as like with the developers and like you hear these stories like nobody got paid severance. They're basically out on their own. They're having to find their own ways. I know I, I heard stories of people who uh, only had like a week left of medical insurance yep before it's out and it's cut off and uh, could it be, have been could it be handled better do we think it could be handled better um well honestly if you know your money's running out and that kind of thing don't wait till the last freaking minute start downsizing ahead of time and giving people a heads up hey you need to start looking for a gig you know just be a real person about it you know don't just be like oh hey by the way you're all gone give them a heads up They're like look hey we're hitting this if we don't hit these milestones we will have to start letting people go I i'm sorry and just be public about it to your employees and just be a real human you gotta understand that if this happened to you as the big boss you're gonna be in a pretty bad situation just like everybody else and he i understand that fully and i but i i hesitate on that i in, in the sense that i'm some people will check out and some people will work harder to make it work. And, and that's one of the big ones there. But the thing is you don't know because if you, the big hard thing. And I, I think for me, the question is like, cause I agree. Like transparency always works. It, cause honestly, at that point you'll see the people that check out, you let them go first. 
and then the people who are trying to save it you keep around. At least that's the thought process I would have. And it, the the tricky part is if you know if if that attitude spreads, if there's a point where because you told them ahead of time, what if people just maybe what if they don't just check out? What if they just go ahead and start looking for jobs and they're gone in all this time that maybe that studio had six months or a year to prepare and like maybe they could have turned it around, but because they were transparent, I'm playing devil's advocate here, because they, they were transparent, people left and it hurt their chances for actually succeeding. Yeah, but you and I have been there as employees together. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's that, why I'm saying like. And I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm just saying, like, we've both have been in that situation when we worked together the last time. So it's one of those, it's like, I've seen it from the employee side, and I know you have too. It's yeah. not fun. I just, the big thing here, and it's the caveat, is that game development is totally different. And it is, it, but it's also still a business. You are correct. And, and, and I think that's one of the key points there is, like, it depends on the, I don't understand so much of the business aspect to see if being that transparent with the employees is the best practice. I'm not giving executives a pass because, you know, there are those companies that are just like, don't tell anybody, get as much money as we can. We dip out. Everybody else is screwed. Unfortunately, that happens in this world. Yeah. Uh, and not to say that game studios do that as well, but I think that a lot of the times those studio heads have are very transparent of what's going on. And that's not to say that, you know, like I said, in the story specifically for telltale, they had made, they had major layoffs last year. Yeah. So of course there was a conversation for those 300 or so odd people that were still there. Like, look, here's what's going on guys. We're being transparent with you. This is what this, but here's our game plan. Here's what we're trying to do. Here's what we're working towards to try and get to. If we can get to this point, we'll be totally fine. But if you guys, you know, I totally understand your support and you, you, if you're con conflicted about whether you want to stay, but this is what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. We would really, really appreciate it if you stay on board. And this sounds like a majority of them stayed on board. Um, and, and it could have very well played out like that. But I don't, I think it's, I think telling, being that transparent is a situational thing. Well, yeah. I mean, you're not going to do it as far as some things, but... I mean, everybody in a game studio is literally there for one thing, to make it work. Yep. You're trying to make a game that works, and if there's no money, you can't do that because you can't pay your people. Yeah. So. And it, but I, the, the thing that just always sucks every time I hear these stories is the, we didn't get paid severance. My internet, I, I think I heard a story on a podcast once of a developer who went to, his wife was pregnant, and they were in the hospital and they found out that their studio was his studio was closing because her insurance got declined. She's pregnant. She went for a checkup. They got declined. And it's just like, that's oh my worst, goodness, man! Like, and that's how you find out that you've more or less lost your job. That hurts. And I, the thing is, I feel like game. To, maybe it's just the stories that we hear. I feel like it's there's a maybe a systemic problem. For game studios, as far as like the, how their work is done and the process in which that when studios do close, because I, I, I hate to say this too, but it's inevitable. Businesses close every day. Studios will close too. Right. Of It feels like all these are situations come or end up being the same. Like 
you lose some benefits. You lose your severance. And a lot of those developers that have worked, you know, think about game developers. All the crunch they do, all the hard work they put into these games over the, you know, a, a couple of years, missing out times with their family and friends to make sure this game is out so we can get a chance to play them. And then they're told just out of the blue one day or one week, uh, we're having to scale back. Or we're just, like, we're, we have to let some people go. You won't get severance. You won't get da-da-da. For whatever reason, whether it's by bad management or bad business practice or what, I don't know. I feel like that happens more in the games industry than anywhere else in business. I feel like it happens a lot in the games industry because they, well, no, I'm not going to go there. It's, it's a bad situation. I just, I feel like they're treated like a business, but not treated like a business. It's closer to indentured servitude than it is actually employment. (laughs) Well, look at it. A lot of these guys end up working literally sometimes where they're literally sleeping on cots in their office trying to make it work. Where, you know, I mean, we've seen uh, stuff. You ever watch a Pixar story? Yes. Where they almost went out before Toy Story came out? Mm Mm-hmm. And they were literally sleeping in their offices, nowhere to bathe or any of that stuff, just to get it out. Um, Final Fantasy. Similar the re- way. The reason it's called Final Fantasy is Square Enix. This is like their Squaresoft. last... Squaresoft. Squaresoft. Oh, yes, were you right. Squaresoft, it was their last game. And if this didn't sell, then they were done. It was over. Yeah. And so they had everybody coming in and working as much as they can to complete the game. And l- lucky for them, Final <laughs> Fantasy not- is one of the longest running game franchises currently today. Um, yeah, and the only reason Square is still around, they had to merge with Enix because the spirits within almost bankrupted the company. Yeah, a lot of crazy stories. So it just, I don't know, it makes me kind of sad that we hear stories like this, and it's, especially recently, it's become more commonplace than not. And my issue is, though, at the end of the day, they got to know, like, hey, this is on the horizon. At this point, even if it's a week or two, give your employees a heads up. Do what you can, because you're going to know in two weeks, like, look, this isn't going to work. I will give them credit, though. The games industry, if you haven't been following these guys on social media, the games industry is one, especially the last couple of years, been one of the most supporting industries ever. How many tweets did you see of, like, can't believe this sucked for Telltale? Here's his job postings. Go. How many companies were like, go to our jobs. We have plenty of jobs available. Go here, go here, go what, here. What's their name? Um... Brain farted. The place Melina Jurgens works at. A Ninja Theory. Yeah, they had posts up like, "Hey, here's our openings." You know, Telltale apply. Blizzard Entertainment. Yeah, had like here here are our job postings. Ubisoft in San Francisco basically made an event. They uh, I think they spent money and bought like a restaurant. I don't know if they buy a restaurant, but they bought out they a restaurant. They rented out. They rented it out and basically said all Telltale employees come here. We will, we will sit down and talk with you guys about potential job openings. Come eat, hang out, ha- have fun with friends, and we'll talk about job opportunities that we have at Ubisoft. Like, that was awesome. I do awesome. like it when I see uh, the bigger companies or recently acquired companies that are now part of, like, Microsoft are stepping up and they're actually caring about their uh, compatriots in, in, yeah, in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, then, but, like, I, I, again, as I say that I've never – I don't – I feel like I don't see businesses that go through such horrible – closure like that but then on the other flip side of that i don't think i see any businesses that are so supportive in their space 
when something like that does happen, like people, studios come out of the woodwork saying, we've got job opportunities, we've got money, come over here, apply, see what works for you, boom. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt. Try, do what you can. you got a family to support, even if it's just yourself. Exactly, very much. I mean, a lot of these um, developers had families, they had kids. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know we read the story of... Um, some of uh, some of the people that worked there were foreign nationals. They were coming in to work at the studio. They were in the process of getting their visas and getting their green cards so they could stay permanently in the U.S. Now they got to go. They got to go back because basically, without employment, their visas got screwed over, and so now they have to get sent back, and that sucks. Which really means you is. get to start the whole process all over again. Yeah, and they got to jump through hoops finding a, a job and whatnot, but. The other question I uh, wanted to ask here is, with the closure, what do you think this could mean for the adventure game genre? Um, I, I talked earlier that The Walking Dead, when that game came out, it really set, it really brought back the adventure game genre mm-hmm. for gamers. I mean, we think about all the games that Telltale made, but also think about other studios that made games like that. Life is Strange is a big one. Yeah, Life is Strange. Um, Firewatch. Camposano. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not like the, ooh, hey, choose your own adventure kind of thing, but at the same time, you are following a narrative. Yeah. It's very much inspired to kind of, uh, I guess, how some walking simulators could have been inspired by that. But, like, what do you, do you have any thoughts on, like, how this could affect the adventure game genre? I think there's going to be a pause on release, which may actually be a benefit long term. You think so? Yeah, I think Telltale may have flooded the market with too many variations of the same game engine. With a different okay. skin, and I think it'll add a sense of uniqueness back to it. And it's unfortunate, but that's like where I think we're going to actually end up being. Do you think that um, it'll come back strong again? Because I know, like, um, Life is Strange is coming back. Uh, I think next week is when the Life is Strange two gets released. Yeah, but the developer of Life is Strange, they're owned by Square, right? It's no, don't nod. Yeah, they're um, they uh, Square is the publisher. Yeah. So even if they're not owned by Square, they've got enough backing to where they're going to have financial stability. Honestly, I think they'll be around for a while. I don't know about anybody else, but if... Well, I just mean the adventure games in general, because we did get a lot. Like, uh, Telltale pulled me back. Tales of the Borderlands, um, you know, Walking Dead. What else was there? Uh, Game of Thrones. All right, they did a Game of Thrones. There was a Batman series. Yep. Um, Wolf Among Us. Okay, yeah. It was a ton. And they had, um, I think, they had a Stranger Things one planned, which will probably not happen. A Wolf Among Us Season 2 was coming back in. Um, it was really, really like, oh. Yeah. Man, that does stink. And and so, I, it was just, I don't know. The adventure game genre, I think it suffered a blow, funny enough, with Telltale leaving. And, um, and Telltale closing. It... Because they had su- they had such a market on the adventure game genre. Uh, will yeah, but I don't know, man. I I think long term, the indies will end up taking part of that scene over. I I will agree with that. I think um, some indies could step back, step up to the plate, and um, kind of bring adventure games back. Because I think those the way the episodic nature of those adventure games. You, you know, each episode was like one to two hours long, depending on how much you played and the story-driven nature of those games. A lot of people loved them. I loved season, Walking Dead Season 1. Loved it. Want to play Season 2. Um, you know, I loved seeing that, you know, 
Clementine will remember that. Pop up on your screen every time you um, popped up. But I think that adventure games themselves will go quiet and they'll sl- I think you're, you're, you make a good point. Like indie games could very easily bring the genre back. I think Life is Strange will be totally fine just because it, it has Square Enix as a publisher and the narrative and story of that has been so good. I mean, this could clear a way for Square Enix to maybe step back into, you know, like help Don't Nod to step back into the um, space and have a bigger presence there now that we're probably yeah. not going to get as many with Telltale gone. Yeah, more than likely. But I just, it really sucks to kind of see Telltale go through this. Again, I was really hurt to kind of see them pop out and just like, boom, we're closed, we're done, we're out. Uh, that really, really sucked to see. Yep. Um, but what did you guys think? Uh, what do you think of Telltale's closure? What do you guys think of um, what could this mean for the adventure game genre? And what are your guys' feelings on studio closures like this? Do you think this is the norm? Should it be the norm? Are there ways that it can be handled better? Uh, let us know in Twitch chat. Let us know um, on at Twitter and on our social pages there. If you're listening via audio, uh, we would definitely love to know your guys' opinion on it. But topic number two, we're going to jump in here, um, is the, the fun one for the evening here. Um, our picks for the PlayStation Classic. So the other bit of news we did not get to talk about here this week. Sony has announced the PlayStation Classic console. For people who do not know, this console is the basically the NES Classic or the Super NES Classic, but with PlayStation. Um, it's a mini PlayStation PS1. Uh, it's going to be releasing December 3rd, which is the anniversary of the PlayStation's um, birth, the original one. And it's got, um, right now, they've only announced five games for the system. Those games are Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer, Ridge Racer Type 4, Tekken 3 and Wild Arms. They said that it's going to be bundled with 20 games in total, and they've only announced five. We're still waiting on more uh, what the other games are going to be in the bundle. But it's $99. It does come with uh, two controllers, so you can do multiplayer play right out of the box. Um, it's got basically the same stuff you got from the Super NES Mini. Uh, you got your cable, you got your HDMI port, all that same little stuff there. Um, we've posted the Kotaku, the Kotaku article in chat for you guys to take a chance and read there but we're we're gonna have ooh, we're gonna have fun with this one um the question we have for topic two is what are our lists for games that we would want to add to the classic system now um what we're gonna do uh, I, I, an interesting spin on this instead of us picking 20 each because that would be a little hard we might have some crossover you get to pick 10 i get to pick 10 games and these have to be ps1 games will's already got most of his list i got nine down i just need one more um so first and foremost let's jump straight in will what is your first game you want to put in uh so you can old school turn-based japanese rpg so you can uh do i remember that did i play that was that good was i mean it's got a cult following a lot of people imported it from japan and that kind of thing um it's they did a re-release on PSP at one point, but it was Japanese only, and I know a couple guys that imported it, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they were literally like, look, can I borrow your PSP to play this? <laughs> like, I got asked that multiple times when I was still in South Florida. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I never played Because I, I had one of those PSPs, and I flashed it to unlock it, so I could play mm-hmm. games from everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was one of those firmware uh, kids. Xenogears would be good, too. Oh, Xenogears would be good. 
Um, oh, thank you, Lunar Skull, for the subscription. We appreciate you, sir. Thank you very much for that. Oh, man. Thanks, dude. We would love that. He's been subscribed for three months in a row. Always continuing to support the show. We thank you so much. Um, appreciate you. So, Suikoden is your first pick? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna hit, go ahead and get the softballs out of the way. Final Fantasy VII. It's already on. It. It's, it's already on there, and that would have been my pick from the start. Good. Enough said. I'm the resident Final Fantasy boy here, a uh, fanboy. So yeah, that was the easy one. All right. Number your next pick, sir. What do you got? Fine. I'll throw the other easy one. Final Fantasy IX. Okay. Easy. Yeah. It's like. All right. What about eight? What about eight? <laughs> Everybody hates on eight. Why? I, have, I, I actually something. have the disc still. So you know I do too. It's like what about it? I still have it. Actually, my PS3 will still play it too. Really? Yeah. It, so the funny thing is, even the slim PS3, you can put PS1 discs in it because it was software emulation. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, it, it was, and they stripped it away in the. No, they they stripped away the hardware PS2 emulation. That's right. You're right. That's when they went from the fat to the slim. You're right. You're right. Um. So we've got our list. This list is building here. We're at three. Uh, what's my? I'm on my number two. Yes, my number two is going to be Metal Gear Solid. In the original PS1 game. It was a classic, and it was revolutionary for its time when it was released. I remember playing this game. Um, all the cool little stuff and the tricks that you had to do when you're playing the game. It was so cool to see in, especially if they're younger people that are kind of playing up on games and get a PlayStation classic, it would be awesome to kind of see them go through this game using the PlayStation classic and kind of seeing some of the moments that, um, I know I had from that game. So definitely hundred percent Metal Gear Solid needs to be included in that bundle without a second thought. I got one. Got? I, I don't know if you played it. I still have the disc for it. Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22. And if you do the unlock it, it's 27. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I remember the art. I never got to play it, but I remember the box art for it. I mean, I can bring my PS3 over and we can play it. What was that? Give, give some people... It, it's a crappy old fighter. <laughs> a Dragon Ball Z character. <laughs> old fighter. Well, it's a PS1 era Dragon Ball Z anime fighter, which means a lot of 2D sprites, a lot of that kind of stuff wasn't that great but everyone in the dragon ball community latched onto it because guess what it's one of the only things we had besides dragon ball gt final bout because remember, remember by the time final we were bout. getting z gt was already finishing up over in japan yep that was back in the, the dark times when we weren't having simultaneous <laughs> release where it's releases, like oh man -releases. I, I can just watch this over here and we're good yeah. yeah, it's cool. Just give us like five bucks a month. All right. <laughs> I remember Final Bout. I remember because it had like Goku in the evil looking smirk with the blue key. Yeah. It was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, so I'm going to go with that one. Okay. My number three is going to be Front Mission 3. Um, this was an awesome game. I never got to finish it, but it was a game I think I ended I rented once from, this should show my age, Movie Gallery. Oh, that's not that old. It's, it I has remember been a movie gallery. Kids don't know what movie. You, you went to a store to rent stuff. Whoa. They're blowing their mind right now. Um, no, well, uh, I don't know. Kids with Redbox would get it. Sort of. Yeah, so. You're just going to a kiosk instead of talking to a human. Yeah. Signed up for your membership. Um, but no, um, went to movie gallery. I remember renting this game. 
the uh, front mission is this cool kind of mecha turn-based RPG game. Uh, it was really, really cool. You could actually, you had your units and you could like customize their mechs um, in between missions and whatnot. And the story was really engaging, really cool. I'm also a super big mecha fan. So I was really, really, really into this game. I would love to see this added as a PlayStation Classic game. This That, that might be like, Final Fantasy is already in there which I already have like 50 million copies of. I don't really need it again. If they put Metal Gear Solid and Front Mission 3 in there, that's probably an insta-purchase for me. Fair enough. Most definitely. What's your number four? Let's go Silent Hill. Oh, snap. Let's go old school. Something Chris will never play. Hold <laughs> on, he will never play that. Oh my God, I'm, I'm nervous to play that one. Yeah, oh. let's, let's bring that back. Uh, what, what, um, let the people know, what what is... Oh, hang on. You got, you got to give them some details, man. You can't just Look, drop these games on them. Look, I'm hoping that everyone here is as old as we are so that they'll understand. You cannot assume that, sir. Hey, look, look, look. All right. It's close enough. It's an old horror game. You may or may not have heard of a Cindy studio called Konami. They did a few games here or there. Yeah, you know, I mean, that kind of thing. But yeah, <laughs> it came out in 1999 in the U.S., and let's see yeah what was it it's a third person view with real time rendering of 3D environments ooh real time rendering guys I really don't hey that's a big deal sir on the PS1 generation it is now it's like oh yeah whatever man render that go I can CPU for days honestly I just like the the vibe of this just like old school alright hang on you gotta walk around (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, well, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't know this. If a DualShock controller is used, you can ha- feel the heartbeat rhythm if you're at low health. I did not know that either. That's kind of cool. I had to look that up. That is pretty awesome. I did not know that at all. Okay, okay. So there we go. Give a little context there. Silent Hill um, there. Although we know it's not a DualShock because there ain't no uh, twin sticks. Nope, there is not. Not at all. Next game on the list here. I'm going down my little list. This, if I will say this, if you're listening or watching and you know this game and you've played this game and you like this game, we need to be best friends because I started digging into this game just because I think Square Enix either published it or made it. And I love this game. Vagrant Story. Okay. Is the game I'm talking about. Vagrant Story. This was a really cool... Almost, I would say almost Diablo-esque kind of action RPG. And what was really cool is it almost had a system very similar to um, Fallout. That's oh, okay. system where you, you're, you're playing like Diablo. And when you fought enemies in the map, you would attack them with your melee weapons. And then you could actually pick which parts of the body to attack. Whether it was arms, legs, torso, head, whatever, and if you um, if you damage that part completely, like you know, you hit their arm with their shield, all of a sudden they couldn't defend, their defense would drop. If you attack them with their weapon, okay, their attack would drop, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Feet, of course, everything self-explanatory. The story was super cool. The mood was super awesome. I loved this game very, very much. Would love, to, I if I doesn't matter what games are on this system. If Vagrant Story shows up on the PS1, instant purchase. Take my money. I will fry, I will fry Futurama that credit card right on the screen. I mean, I can throw something at your screen for you if you want. <laughs> Sensu Bean! 
Sensibly. There you go. There you go. We're, oh we're... man. Um, so... <laughs> Lunar Skull in chat says Silent Hill isn't silent. <laughs> You're right about that one. You're not wrong. So Ruru Two actually posted this one already, but it was the second one I put on my list. Uh, Street Fighter. Oh, okay. Bring that old uh, the Alpha Two or whatever it is. Um, I just put Street Fighter. Any variation that came out on that platform. I've been playing Street Fighter since it was. I was old enough to reach the arcade cabinet. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those like, yeah, no, no. Um, actually, what happened when they said, hey, Street Fighter 2 Final Challengers on the Switch? What happened? Oh, that shit did. instantly. You bought that on, like, without Instant. even a It was like, yeah, okay, cool. Second, Where I think I you were money? here when we announced it and you were like, pre-order, buy, whatever needs to happen, make it happen. I, I need to download that right now. So, um, I just, do remember that. No, you do not. Don't don't you dare bring Satan into this. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. No, no, no. Oh boy, what's happening in here? Oh no, they're saying Diablo One. Oh jeez. <laughs> it's like no, that stays on the PC where it belongs. Um, let's go ahead and put that on there. I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna cheat a little bit. But um, okay, so Street Fighter. Yeah, any variation of Street Fighter on there. The new ones I don't care about, but the old 2Ds, like, you know, where, you know, Giles theme goes with everything. Yes, I'm all about it. Next game I would put on here, um, if we had a PlayStation Classic, is, and I know that maybe we imagine the world where it has a DualShock where it doesn't take your pick. Um, I just want games that I would put on the Classic, make them work however you want to. Tenshu. You can either do one and two, or just do one of them. Did you ever play Tenchu? No. Tenchu is dope. You would like the game a whole lot. Uh, is it because of the ninja? Yes. But, uh, because I tend to go the ninja route on everything? Yes. Tenchu, uh, for people who have not played the Tenchu series, it's basically like the first real awesome ninja game. It was your third person action adventure game. You could, you had your little um, hook that you could hook up on the walls. And you're basically going through these traditional Japanese towns. I'm like, you're on the rooftops and you're running around. You got your sword. And it was, think think Metal Gear Solid, but with ninjas. Hmm. I'm kind of okay with that, but where's the cardboard box? Well, you didn't need one. You had smoke bombs and poison. No, and... no, but you said like Metal Gear Solid. I need a cardboard box. <laughs> didn't have the, they didn't have the rights to get the box. But it was really cool. You would Shenanigans. Sneak up, you would sneak up behind people and like stealth kill them, take your sword and... And the little blood would spurt out. Oh, it was great. Um, but it, you would sneak around. It was super awesome game. I, I Again, another game I rented from Movie Gallery, not thinking anything of it. And I loved it. Um, I would love... I mean, complete side note, I would love for them to revisit Tenchu anyway. But if we can't Could do that... Could you imagine a modern game like that? I'm thinking like Ninja Assassin levels of gore. Yes. Yes. Do it. Make it happen. Make the... Magic happened somewhere, Sony. But um, if I couldn't get a, a new game now, I would love to have the games available on a PlayStation Classic. So that's my next pick. All right. So I'm going to go off the wall here. Uh-oh, Lord. Prepare yourself. Worms. Really? Worms? I, f- I freaking loved Worms back then. This is more of a no- nostalgia-fueled rampage. All right? Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, you're correct. We're looking at both lists. I, I would agree with you on that one. Worm. What than that? Um, so each. What? All right. So each player has a set amount of worms that drop on there, right? Mm-hmm. And so world. <laughs> no, that's not it. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can. What, what type of game was it? So no, it's 
Yeah, actually, because the, the, you can still get the game on PS4 and all that stuff now. Okay. So it's, like, what was it? Um, so, yeah, give me, yeah. like, Worms 2 or Worms Armageddon. Actually, give me Armageddon. 99, solid. Okay. Um, so the whole premise is you have, like, a, a, a 16-bit um, just sidescape, right? And that's it. And the whole idea is these are worms, and they can throw different weapons. They can attack each other. They have movement phases and all that kind of stuff. So if you're a worm and you got like a lasso thing, you can kind of hook up to a higher ledge and move your worm up there. And the whole idea is you can get different things to kill the other worms or blow them off of the map. Is this like a like a tower defense? No, no, no. It's literally like fight till your whole all everyone on your opponent's side is dead. Okay, you're gonna have to show me this later. I I know of the game, but I've never seen it in action, so I'm curious. Wait, really? Never seen it in action. Oh, I used to play this game all the time, and. Uh, let me just give you an idea. So here's like a, a quick game. I got it muted so you guys can't hear for copyright reasons. So they render the world. Everything can, and you have the little worms up on okay. there. And they can attack each other. Gotcha. I've and, seen, okay, and so yeah, you have yeah, your yeah. you and someone else and you're passing the controller back and forth playing against each other. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, but there was one of my favorite things was they had like this sheep that would bounce around. And then if you hit the space bar, it would just explode. So it was an exploding sheep. It was a weapon. They had a holy hand grenade where it was of like course a, they did. it was like a, a clearish hand grenade and it had a little cross on it. And if you throw <laughs> it, it literally just destroyed everything in the awesome. little area. I would love that. Yeah, it, I'm telling you, man, the game was amazing and it's it's so simple. It was awesome. You could sit there and just play with your friends for hours. And it's one of those that to this day, it, if I don't have it on something and it put, comes out on it, like if they drop worms on the switch, I'm buying it. Okay. Apparently we got we got fans of it. Boxboy three in chat says it is a fun game. Hell yeah, it um, is. I'm gonna try it out. I'd love to play one. Uh, have a system that has it on there. Um, next one for me, easy one. Um, even though we are getting the remasters this fall, still like to see the original Spyro the Dragon on the PlayStation Classic. I have a lot of fond memories of playing that game with my little brother because uh, he was my we, we we got it for him. He was too scared to play it, so I played it. <laughs> um, but I, I Spyro the Dragon is a whole lot of fun very easy platformer game and that would give a platforming game onto the system um, if there weren't any others included on there so I would love to see some Spyro the Dragon on there that would be One, totally Ratchet fun. and Clank or no that was PS2 mm -hmm. alright so gotta go Spyro fair enough you're up again alright I'm gonna I'm gonna go old school here Castlevania Symphony Symphony of the Night Ooh, we need snap. that game Oh, man, if they put that game on there. It's an instant purchase. That, yeah, that, you put that game on there, even if there's only seven, which I'll never play on that platform because I'll play it on my PS4. <laughs> you can play it literally everywhere else. <laughs> it's, look, I have it on the Vita. I got it on my PSP. Uh, let's see, where else can I put it? Oh, PS3, it's on there. I have it. I still have the discs, so I can play it on a PS2 or a PS1. I can literally play this on any platform. I can put it in my Blu-ray drive and play it with... Uh, some third-party software. Oh, wow. <laughs> Literally, come on. You can play Final Fantasy everywhere. You can. Now play it on the classic. But, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. you're about to be able to play it on the go on your Switch. So if you've never had a Sony platform, it's okay. You can have it Still on your Nintendo. Get your chance. But, yeah, no. Um, Symphony of the Night, you know, one of the old-school side-scrolling, just Metroidvania. There's a reason why it's called Metroidvania. Yep, I, was say that. I think, wasn't this the one that started that Metroidvania trend? Uh, or at least helped start it? It was between this and the Metroid, Metroid games back Metroid then. Game. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. 
next game I've got on my list. Um, since it's so popular, why the hell not? Spider-Man for the PlayStation oh 1. Oh, God. Put it on there. Make it happen. Um, and that, like, that is a cash grab if I ain't never seen one. Okay, and it's, I know uh, a lot of people did like the original Spider-Man on PS1. I remember playing that game. Um, I didn't beat it, but I remember playing parts of it, and it was fun. For like, you think think back in that time to have a Spider-Man game that played as well as it did, it looked bad by today's standards. But everything looked bad back then by today's standards, unless it was like a cell shaded art style or you know some kind of retro sixteen or thirty two bit kind of like eh, pixel art. Let's be real, eh, it didn't age well. Yeah, but Spider-Man, put Spider-Man on there, make it happen. Yeah, that's my next one. All right, so I'm going to save the best for last. So obviously we're going to talk about Parappa the Rapper right now. Mm. You know you need this in your life. Oh my God. Get you a little bit of Parappa going on. Parappa's another like insta-purchase title. If they put that in there, I would make make it happen. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> he's, look, he's looking at Parappa the Rapper stuff right now. Oh, Parappa man. great. I love it. Punch um, kick, yes, yes. Punch kick, all the little rapping and stuff that you do with with him. Didn't they? Re- they remastered it for, on PS4. Yeah, they did. So you you got it. You can make it happen. It I, I mean, yeah. If you can remaster it, you can shove the original onto a you know a very tiny system and release it. <laughs> Burgundy must says punch kick. There you go. That's he, what I was reading. Yeah, he gets what's going on. Um, my next game, a fun game. Uh, Medal of Honor is going to be my pick. Granted, now. Again, this is in the world if you have it in, like make some dual shock attachment as well cuz I think you'll need the stick for this, but Medal of Honor was awesome. Now, I will say the cover of that game always kind of threw me off cuz you had one guy going the opposite direction to everybody else just so you could see like the soldier's face and it was just like, "Uh, dude, you're going the wrong way. Turn around. <laughs> the enemy's over there." <laughs> hey, but, but I, my dad ended up getting this game cuz he liked the shooters back then. Loved Medal Medal of Honor. Loved it. It was one of the first first-person shooters, like World War II first-person shooters that I played. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a lot of people played. I think that was one of the first WW2 FPSs ever on console. Because yeah. you got to remember, um, what was it? Uh, OG, OG Wolfenstein was like Nazis and whatnot. So That's true. Good point. Yeah. Good point. But um, yeah, I would, I would be totally down for um, some uh, Medal of Honor if they had that on there. Hundred percent. What's up next for you? Uh, final one, man. So you may or may not have heard of NeverSoft before in the games they used to make, but this is a game that's iconic enough that it's been remastered for the PS3 and 360, and I could still go back and play to this day. I'm talking Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Bring okay, that, okay. The entire soundtrack, bring everything as it was. I didn't play Tony Hawk as much as everybody else, so I don't have that nostalgia for it. That being said, oh, man. I know that a lot of people love the Tony Hawk games. So, funny thing, this is the first time this game made it. So, Floggy Molly, uh, their song Drunken Lullabies, I believe, was in this game. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I heard that song. And because of them, I've seen Flogging Mo- like playing this game and getting into the band through that. Yep. I saw them four times live. Really? Like okay. It was four years in a row as they went through Miami. I caught them live every single time. We, it was almost ritualistic. We were like, all right, let's go get a case of Guinness. Let's try to sneak as much of that in, into the venue as we can. Let's hang out. All right, cool. We're good and wasted. Let's go into the pit. Okay. All right. So it was a lot of fun. For that. But, no, this game was amazing. I loved the um, 
actually I think it was the uh, the first map that you could play on just because of all the aircraft that you could like uh, grind across the helicopter blades and all that stuff. It was a lot. It was I a think blast. I remember seeing a video about I'll, that. I'll show you a video after. Yeah. Okay. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Good pick. Yep. I've got two more left. So apparently I missed one somewhere. Uh, what? Number one, uh, one of the two that I have left, uh, somebody already threw it out in chat and they helped me remind me, oh yeah, I got a, The Legend of Dragoon. Uh, this was an RPG game. Very cool game. I play, I've played a tiny, tiny bit of it. And I think I rented it, but I wanted to play something else, so I never got a, a chance to finish the game or really get started in the game. But it was a really cool RPG uh, that came out for the PlayStation. Um, if they, I, just having a, an RPG that may not be as well known uh, that people can get a chance to try on the PlayStation Classic, I would love to see Legend of Dragoon. I think I have it. You do? Yeah. So uh, we can bring my PS3 over and we'll. Uh... Yeah, I love. I know I have a couple of friends that loved Legend of Dragoon, so. I would definitely play that out. Yeah. And my last one. Because I love this game too much. They need to make a DualShock controller so this game will be on the PlayStation Classic at some point in time. Ape Escape. Didn't you mention that already? I No, I did not mention Ape Escape already. I'm pretty certain nope. you did. I, I went down the list. I promise. I would have remembered about Ape Escape. Ape Escape's awesome. If you've never played Ape Escape, that game series is great. I would love it if Sony brought it back or at least... Brought one, two, and three in some type of remaster package um, on the system so I could play them on PS4 anytime I wish. Would love it. I already got two, but it's the UK version, so it's like it's a little weird. It's, uh, the the, the accents and everything. The accents, it just, there's not as, as much nostalgia in there when I hear um, the what, what's the name the the girl that helps you in a Cockney English <laughs> oh, accent. Oh, it's like it's Cockney. It's, oh. and so it's like ah okay. I can't, I can't deal with that. But it's still fun. Nonetheless, I love it. I would love some uh, Ape Escape. I, I know you love that game. I'm very passionate about that game. All right. Um, and then, luckily, uh, Twitch Chat's been jumping in. Uh, some of the picks that Twitch Chat has been br bringing up here, um, Rutu in Twitch Chat's been uh, some games we didn't mention. Uh, Xenogears. Never got to play that one. Uh, Mega Man X2. Uh, Gran Turismo. I'm surprised we didn't mention Gran Turismo. Well, that was good. I think Gran Turismo only works if you have the the controller. So that's why I bring it up. Okay. Yeah. Um, Halo Atlantis brings up Valkyrie Profile. Uh, Valkyrie Profile Lenneth. Oh, dude, I played that on the PSP when they did the re-release. That was pretty good. I never got to play that one. Um, oh. Burgundy Musk in Twitch chat as well. Uh, Twisted Metal. I I I never got into Twisted Metal. Sorry. Um, sorry, not sorry. The only game I really enjoyed uh, that had Sweet Tooth in it was the PlayStation All-Stars. Actually, why don't they bring that game back? That was a lot of fun. That was a fun fighter. We'll see. It was, I don't think it may not have sold as well. Eh. Comparatively, because you're trying to compare it to Smash. Well, then do a port. <laughs> Just port the old one over to PS4. Done. Good point. Good point. Good Add point. a couple fighters. Ooh, hey, upgrade. Good it's point. deluxe. <laughs> Nintendo what, does that. Uh, what else would you guys like to see in a PlayStation Classic system? What are some of the games that would help convince you to buy the um, system? Uh, let us know in Twitch chat, um, on social media. If you're listening via audio podcast, we would very much like to know what your guys' thoughts are on the specific topic there. Um, and with that being said, guys, that is the end of episode 117 here for the Rocket Punchcast. Uh, we thank you guys so much for joining us each and every week. We really appreciate your guys' continued support here. Um, remember, you can help support the show by sharing and spreading our content. 
to everybody you know. Uh, the more people that get in on the Rocket Punch community, the more it helps us out and the better content we can make for you guys in return. Uh, make sure you check out rocketpunchgo.com. That is your one-stop shop for everything that we do here at Rocket Punch and all the content cre we create for you. You can also help support the show by subbing to our channel here on Twitch, or you can head over to patreon.com slash rocketpunch and donate there. Uh, get some goodies in the process by donating as well. But guys, that's it for this episode this evening. I want to thank everybody for joining us and listening in. Um, Will, any final words? Um, play games, have fun, and try to support game developers. But, you know, also don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk, guys. Just don't. Just don't. It's not worth it. Until next episode, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you later. <laughs>